0: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another Buffalo TechCast, where we talk to founders and funders about the startup ecosystem here in Western New York. We'll get to the program in a second, but first, make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. (music) Today, you're going to hear from Rohan Shah. Rohan is a native of India who came to UB because uh, of his desire for an American uh, college education. He ended up at UB, actually, and this is a story you hear from a lot of its most talented international students because of its affordability. Um, he got into NYU and uh, the University of Michigan, among other places, but of course, those are uh, those institutions are enormously expensive, um, especially for international students. Well, really, for, for anybody without um, without a scholarship or some sort of financial aid. So during his tenure at UB, uh, Rowan's a recent graduate. He majored in international, uh, or rather in computer science and in business. He uh, co-founded a company called InteractiveX, which initially simply um, proposed to build interactive textbooks, but has since um, evolved into a complete platform uh, for teaching, for the teaching of college courses. So it knits together the various software solutions that teachers uh, currently have to use, whether they be um, polling or grading. Or just sort of like the the, the building of, of interactive lessons plans, interactive x proposes to do all of that. Rowan says it 's a unique Platform um, that that has a chance for really broad market adaptability. So we're going to hear from Rowan in a second, particularly about the sort of uh, his makeup as a as a co-founder, as an, an entrepreneur. Um, but I, I wanted to you know start off by by uh, saying that he did graduate recently, and he did have a, a software development job in Silicon Valley, um, which he said was for more than hundred thousand dollars per year annually, just in salary. Rowan, a, a native of India. Um, uh talked to his parents about uh, the the offer obviously and of course they urged him to accept it to accept it but um, the the life of an entrepreneur right now is the life uh, for a 22 year old um, Roland Shah so he turned the software development de- job down in Silicon Valley for this
1: so our mission in interactive Access is to help Classes upgrade to 21st century levels and with the common sense. So I don't need to ha- have go to four different websites to do four different things. I, we want to focus on everything being so seamless for students and teachers because it's a problem. A uh, teacher we are working right now, she has 2,000 students. And she gets emails from students, oh, uh, I have a problem with this. And then teacher goes, hold on, what are you even talking about? Are you talking about the, the textbook, online textbook? Are you talking about the polling software? Are you talking about the email? Are you talking about Blackboard? What, where do you have a problem? And then they have to go back and forth. And when you have 2,000 students, it's insane. Um, so those are des- desperate problems. And they all, so we want to solve them. And we have to solve them so far. And um, I think moving on forward, we only we're focused on making it more interactive because we've solved all those problems, and helping students and teachers learn better. So,
0: Rowan, are are you 22? I'm 22. 22. Um, and you're managing all these moving pieces. Right. You're a computer science major, right? Computer science and business. Um, and a business minor. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what it's like personally managing all of this. How do you How do you approach your position?
1: Um, I actually love it because the the reason, part of the reason I want to start my own company is because I'm just excited and interested about everything. I like doing finance. I like doing marketing. I like doing build product development. I like talking to people. Um, I just like all parts of it, actually. And part of the reason starting a company was lucrative to me because I get to play all those fields rather than taking a job and just do one thing for the rest of my life. Um, coding in one place and just solving bugs or making something and not getting a chance to see what's else out there was not... Was kind of um, was kind of like a boring thing to me, so I wanted to start my own company, to do all that.
0: How how specifically involved? That's a lot of different things you just right. mentioned. How specifically involved are you in all of them? Do you do you have to? Has there been a, any uh, part be- of this where you have to learn about how to be oh, a manager yeah. rather than you know? A...
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think you learn every single day. Um, there's some times where you make mistakes. And there's sometimes then you learn that and you next time you won't make that mistake. But sometimes you just don't know how to do things and you ask for help or you ask other people how to do it or you learn from online or you talk to people um, and you figure it out. I think figuring it out is probably the most interesting thing that what actually excites me. How do, how do I do this?
0: I just met your team, Rowan. They're smart, they're dedicated, they're young. It seems like you're, you're really fortunate to, you know. I mean, from what I can tell from a, a few minutes, uh, fortunate to have them. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, it's a process. I think if someone asks me what's one of the most conversant things in starting a startup is the team, because um, I've been through multiple iterations of teams. Um, and as a founder, if you look at success stories of other startups, is that uh, the founders have stuck to their guns, and they're still there. Um, it's a very known thing that people are going to come and go. You need to still keep on working and find the right set of people. So in my company, I only hire or, or even try to get someone on our team based on passion and not on promise of uh, money or salary. Um, we don't draw salary here at all. So all of them are working for a cause and a mission, and they just want to be here. As soon as they get up in the morning, they like, say, oh, I want to be here in, uh, the, and work on this project.
0: Okay, but how do you find passionate fellow students who are wor- willing to work for uh, your you know the cause that you've created?
1: Right. Um so one of our developers that we're working with right now, we interviewed or we talked to 30 people to find that one.
0: Uh, but so are you saying there's de- uh, there was de- demand for these positions?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we were a semifinals in 43 North last year. We beat 12,356 companies to get in top 100. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Um, but not only that, we came first in New York State Business Plan Competition, Western New York region. We won the Sandbox. We won the ELEV Fellowship. Um so, so there's a lot of already uh, maturity, and the, the work we do here is exciting for people. And when, when it's kind of as good because, because as you build on, you get to see the impact right away. It's a business where whatever you build here, you get to see impact very fast. So we are building right now, you'll get to see impact in fall, students using it. Um, so the satisfaction on that level excites most people rather than building something you have to wait five, seven years, and then realizing, oh, it's a product now. Um, but So the movement in this business, fortunately, is kind of fast. Uh, there's a lot of warhead to it, but it's, it's great so far. What
0: are some of the challenges you face as a 22-year-old CEO of a tech startup in Buffalo? Uh,
1: in Buffalo? Uh, is not necessarily
0: the, in Buffalo, just challenges that you face.
1: You faced. Uh, I faced um, not taking a full-time job. Uh, When I graduated, I had a full-time job waiting of almost around $100,000 a year um, in California. A developer Um, job? A developer job. And um, my parents, yeah, take it. And I'm like, if I take the job now, I would never be able to do what I want to do now. And so right now I live with four people. I live in the living room um, with a roommate. So there's a lot of sacrifices that one has to give um in order to get somewhere it's not saying it's a bad place to live it's great because i barely sleep there where where, where is it <laughs> um the apartment i live in i, live I know in.
0: but like what what area
1: oh it's in uh, close to ub it's in amherst
0: okay yeah
1: so i also try to limit myself
0: you live in the living room i live in the living where room you sleep on the couch or the
1: floor or? on the floor okay um, but it's it's not bad as I'm trying to portray it as um, it's pretty cool it's a comfortable floor it's a comfortable it's a carpeted. Okay. I have my mattress <laughs> uh, but the whole idea is that I wanted to do this um, I need to make up money and I I just want to do it sec- there's a lot of sacrifice and if you look up if you talk to any one of my teams here they're doing sacrifice so they're not taking they don't they're all full time here they don't take jobs um, and they are also living by the edge and I think that's what gives us the fast um, development and the moving and the
0: the excitement that comes into gaining new things. Tell me a little bit more about why you're making the sacrifice, though.
1: Um, Because I think that I actually want to pursue this company because there's a lot of... um, there's because I really believe in the problem. The problem is the education system right now is not where it should be. We have access to um, processors and browsers and tablets, although we're not making use of them. We're using 10 year old technology, um, which could be, which could have been solved by now. It should have been solved by now. There's technology out there, uh, but in the industry right now we're in, it's a codec age, the publishers, they're making money by selling paper textbooks anyways. So they build a digital online system to make more money, but. They're they're making money anyway. So t- if a teacher tells you to buy a textbook, you have to buy a textbook, or a buy a online platform. So even if it's garbage, they will still they are still making money. The same money they would have made making better or not. So I think it has to be solved. I think um, they understand that and they they realize that. So they're also very they investing heavily in startups like us. They are buying startups like us out. Um, they are investing us out. Um, so that they can port our technology. So our mission in Interactive Access is to get our technology in the hands of as many students as fast as possible, um, and whatever that may lead to.
0: So you already you described the personal challenges of uh, running the startup, but tell me a little bit about the professional challenges of what what are, what hurdles do you have to jump over to grow this thing to affect what you're just talking about, getting into as many student hands as possible.
1: Um, convincing people. I mean, the, I think when you start a company, the the first six months is just convincing the 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 initial people to give you some resources to start off with. I think convincing them the idea if it's a business competition that's the people at school um or it's the people in your industry where you want to work with it's just convincing and I think it's a it's it just it's kind of frustrating because we're young and we want to move fast and we want to get things done but at the same time you just have to convince people that this is the right thing
0: who um Convincing whom? Are you talking about investors or are you talking about potential uh, customers?
1: Customers, investors, teachers, uh, in my case. and um, So before you have any product, just to start off that um, you have to convince a good amount of people to to make sure the the product is viable. Uh, but it also helps you in, uh, in terms of you growing your company because you would know, because there are a lot of business ideas out there that it's just not viable. Uh, but founders don't actually go out and talk to them and. They just live in their own bubble saying, oh, this is great. This is great. But then a year or two years later, they shut it down because they haven't talked enough. And if it's a, they don't know when to say no. So before this company started, I had two business ideas, uh, which I actually went on pursuing too. Uh, but we, in the one business idea, we went as far, very far, um, applying to Y Combinator and getting other incubators and other um, accelerators around the nation the best uh, but we later realized that we would have to market the hell out of the product to make it work. So that's when you know it's not possible. I was teamed up with uh, the smartest people I, in the country. Uh, one of them works for uh, Steve Wozniak, right under him, uh, in his startup. The other one works at Apple. So um, the smartest people in the country, and I was part of them. But we later realized we, knew, we matured enough to know it's meant to say no and stop it. And I think that was great because I would have st- still kept going with the idea if I did not have the maturity to say no.
0: Rowan, uh, let's dig a little bit more into this. Uh, you keep using the word convince. So give me your um, uh, sales philosophy behind how you convince people. What, what is it from your, the way you dress to the words that you say to the amount of preparation? What does it take to convince people that uh, uh, Interactive acts is a viable thing to spend their money or their time on?
1: Right, um, I mean it goes for anything if, before you have a product to show or a strong product to show, you have to you have to play the human psychology here and you have to know what takes the teacher in terms of my business, what takes the teacher, uh, what should I do that solves a problem? So first of all, I have to identify her problem in her class. I have to identify what kind of books she uses, what platform she uses, what's her problem. So I would go and just simply ask her, um, what's your frustrating point doing all using all of these tools or what is something that you wish you had? And then, and most of the times, the problems are similar, and the problems that we're working with right now. And then I propose my solution. They're like, oh, wow. So it's, it's a strategy where you ask a problem first because you know that they're, the problems that uh, they're going to tell you are going to be similar to what you're working with. And I think that kind of works. But now it's just we just show our product and they just get excited. It's simple as that.
0: How um, how consistently successful are you?
1: Um. I would say around 60 or 65 percent, which is a pretty high number.
0: How much money is this startup going to take to get to the point where it's a sort of reached a viable commercial level?
1: Uh, well, like, so we are actually live in fall. Yeah. Uh, we'll be cash positive. Okay. Um, so I don't think this, this business needs as much investment to get to that level. But I we put need the wrong way.
0: To how, how much sort of venture capital to complete the interactive X circle of life? Do you eventually expect? I mean, is this the thing where a couple million dollars is going to get you there eventually, or is there a, is this a national or international play where you're going to need a lot of money eventually pouring in for marketing and? and uh,
1: all that? To grow to to be cash positive and to be um, revenue, uh, to be cash positive revenue, I think not as much at all. Uh, but to grow around the nation, so actually our plan is to go international within two years. Our plan is to open in U- Europe as well as India, which is billion people, uh, even exploring China, if that works. Uh, but our plan is to go international. And uh, I would say a couple million dollars at that point, for sure.
0: Okay. Um, so what you, I, I guess I just want to close with, uh, we've talked a lot about uh, your sort of personal interaction with this company that you're trying to build. But tell me just how... Um, how you feel about the decisions that you've made? I mean, like just personally, what's what is the? Are you excited? Are you? I'm extremely frustrated? excited. Okay.
1: I think I couldn't have done anything better. I think this is great. I mean, I love the people I work with. I love the team that built um, the partners and the energy and just learning new things every day.
0: Very good, Rowan. Um, I look forward to doing this again when you're bought out for like uh, you know half a billion dollars. Absolutely, and, uh, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. So good luck to you. Thank you. Okay, thanks to Rowan for uh, chatting with me in this week's Buffalo Tech Cast. I'm your host, uh, Dan Miner, a staff writer here at Buffalo Business First, who covers, among other things, technology and startup companies um, in Buffalo. And so we'll be back next week to discuss that very thing. Uh, one last reminder, uh, please uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes so that you make certain that you never miss a, uh, an episode of Buffalo TechCast. Okay, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you again next week.